More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome, everybody. Monday edition of Clay and Buck kicks off right now. And, man, we are in the Thanksgiving holiday week already. Time is flying. A lot of us will be flying. Apparently, the biggest travel season ever, ever is anticipated. Like 30 million people are going to be... Uh, moving about for Thanksgiving this year. So we'll be talking to you more about that. I'm out after today. So you got Clay for a couple of days getting you prepared for Turkey Day. He's going to be talking to you about the deliciousness of cranberry sauce. He will probably be defending some of the more idiosyncratic Thanksgiving sides of the South, including what is it, the green bean casserole that you all like so much? That's always the one that I see. I, I, I made it clear that I'm very anti-green bean. So uh, I that's the one food that I just I think is always awful, no matter what. There are a lot of Tennesseans. I'm just going to say, whenever they put out that chart, there are a lot of Tennesseans who disagree with you. In the Northeast, we uh, well, I'm, I live in Florida now, but formerly... Fairly love rolls. That's the big thing. We're big oh, rolls I mean, people in the movie. I think, which is- I think the biscuit and roll is maybe the greatest thing the South has given to America. So I, I'm even disputing what, uh, what the, the, the guidelines are there. And I'm, all, I'm even going to say this. I'm, we're about to get into all the news, by the way, just to be clear, but I just, uh, <laughs> we're ready maybe for I'm Thanksgiving. Right yeah. But, um, cause it's my last day before Thanksgiving. I'm already thinking about the Thanksgiving feast. I'm a big fan of when the cranberry sauce. Maybe it's accidental. Maybe it's not. And you mix it a little bit with the gravy and you get this kind of salty sweet. I don't know. I, it's, it sounds weird, but it works on the plate. I'm just telling you. All right. It is a birthday today. You know, I have my brother Mason's birthday uh, coming up. In, I have it coming up in a few days. I have my little brother's birthday over the weekend. So happy birthday to Keats and to Mason coming up. Um, but there's a birthday that a lot of people are focused on right now, Clay, because, uh, you know, it sort of goes right to the center of the biggest political discussion of the country right now. A lot of poll numbers out, a lot of discussion underway. Everyone keeps asking me. I, I've never had so many people weigh in on our, one, any of our stake bets. I'm just going to let you know. I get people who are just like, oh, man, Clay's right. And they're like, oh, man, you got to take him to the cleaners when he has to buy you a steak. Both sides of will Biden be or Biden Kamala, 
be the nominee or will there be something else going on with Democrats? Today is Joe Biden's birthday. Happy birthday, Joe Biden. 81 years old, everybody. He is 81. And as it stands right now, he'll be running for his second term as president of the United States. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about also on the primary side, Trump's numbers, all the rest of it. But, you know, CNN had this headline up. Biden's birthday prompts debate about age and wisdom of America's oldest president. And this comes at a time. There's a lot of these editorials, Clay. And here's I got a couple of broad thoughts. I want to I wanted to share this with you. And then I know you got some data to break down for us. I think that Democrats have realized finally, like the the those who thought maybe there was something else that was going to happen. The window is now closed for there to be normal process to replace Joe Biden. That is basically gone now. The only things that could happen would be break the glass plans because they don't have time to get a primary done. They don't. Democrats don't have time to do a normal process of replacement and running an election and all the rest of it. They can't get on the state ballots. With that in mind, Clay, the Trump numbers right now, what do you make of it versus Biden? I mean, yeah. So here is the so my my big analysis here as we sit 11 months out is the story of Joe Biden has shifted from he's an empty vessel who's a non-Trump candidate, which is effectively what they ran in 2020 in the basement campaign. But they got the benefit of COVID. And I I, I think in the same way that Jimmy Carter and uh, rest in peace, Rosalind Carter, who died over the weekend at 96 years old, whatever you think of Jimmy and uh, Jimmy Carter's presidency, uh, he and Rosalind had one of the great marriages in all of American political history. It does seem quite clear, and I read, Buck, that they still live in the same house in Plains, Georgia, that they built in 1961. Uh, Jimmy Carter might be the only former president who didn't get fabulously wealthy off being president of the United States and anybody out there listening's life, basically. Uh, but in the same way that Jimmy Carter was an accidental president in the aftermath of Watergate, I think COVID made Joe Biden an accidental president. And the data, as you referenced in that CNN poll, uh, other than Trump, who obviously the polls hated in 2020, no incumbent president in any of our lives has been in as rough a shape as Joe Biden is in right now. And here is the Harvard-Harris poll that just came out uh, that uh, that is coming out on Joe Biden's 81st birthday, Buck. And... This is now showing the biggest lead that Donald Trump has ever had that I remember in a national poll. Trump is up six in the poll that just came out today, 53 to 47. If RFK Jr. is added to the mix, Trump is up eight. And if RFK Jr., Cornell West, and Jill Stein, who is the Green Party candidate, is added, Trump is up nine. These are... Uh oh, break the glass moments for the Democrat Party, I think, Buck. And that's why I believe that increasingly there is going, there, it seems to me as we move through this holiday season, a lot of people are going to be sitting around over Thanksgiving, uh, over Christmas, and then over New Year's. I think by the time we come back post New Year's, presuming that these numbers haven't really shifted much, and I don't think they will have there's going to be an acknowledgement that Democrats have to figure out a way to get Joe Biden off the ticket. And I thought that that it would be Biden announcing he's not running, 
and everybody gets on and they have a real primary uh, debate over who the candidate should be. We've missed that deadline. You think that they're just going to stick with Joe Biden? I think the break the glass moment is here. Things are so bad that they're not going to trot him out. And I think they're going to come up with a candidate. Michelle Obama is my fear at the Democrat National Convention uh, this summer. There's a lot there's a lot going on here. It's funny because this is one where now I just see people, you know, I played some tennis with a friend this week, and this is the thing that everyone asks me. This is the number one question, much more so than anything about the primary and Trump and DeSantis and all the rest. People say, is it going to be Biden? You know, I have one brother, for example, who thinks it will be Biden, another who thinks it definitely won't be Biden. So I sit here and I'm like, okay, this is this is now the center of political gravity in the country, and this is what everyone's thinking about it. Let, let me let me give you first off, Ron DeSantis over the weekend. Now you could obviously he's got his own feelings on this because he wants to be president and he wants to be the nominee for the Republicans. This is cut three. Here's the here's a case that he is. You know, let's be a little contrarian here for a second. Let's open up the possibility that there might be something we're not seeing. This is what. Governor DeSantis of Florida says, play three. I wouldn't be running unless I thought that that the Democrats would, would beat Trump if he were the nominee. I mean, they're going very easy on him right now. I mean, they're they're not saying much. It, the minute if he were to be the nominee, I mean, you're going to see uh, scorched earth. You're going to see all the stuff uh, uh, brought up from, from the past. And the whole election will end up being uh, a referendum on Donald Trump. And Biden will be able to hang out in the basement. And I think he'll be able uh, to get away with it again. Look. The presidency is not a job uh, for somebody that's pushing 80 years old. I just think that that's something that has been shown with Joe Biden. Father time is undefeated. Donald Trump is not exempt from any of that. Okay. Now, can we we just put out, he's basically saying, yeah, yeah, Biden's too old. But to a lot of voters, not Trump people, obviously, but a lot of voters in the middle, they're going to say, well, basically, Trump is, you know, as old. We can make the case, and we do, that he's much more with it and all the rest of it. But Clay, I look at I look at 2022 as a warning sign where everything looked like how Democrats are going to get crushed. They're so, you know, the polls look terrible for them. Inflation is the worst it's been in 40 years. 2022 was really disappointing. 2023 off year election. Pretty disappointing, even though we are where we are with Biden, the Democrats. Are we being lulled into false confidence on 2024? I've said, and I still believe, that if Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, or Donald Trump were the nominee running against Joe Biden, I think all four of those guys would win. I have had thoughts that DeSantis shared there uh, about Donald Trump's electability over this past year, certainly in the wake of 2022. But here's where I think things have changed. Biden is going to be the story. I think it's going to be hard to hide Joe Biden because, again, think about 2020. It's almost always a referendum on the incumbent. Now, they'll try to make 2020 uh, for a referendum on Trump, but Buck. On, with the legal system effectively correct. as the primary which, weapon. Which is, by the way, why I also don't believe that they're going easy on Trump. Only in a Trump world could we say going easy on Trump is trying to put him in jail for the rest of his life and being underway. To be fair to what the DeSantis was saying there, I think he meant the media hasn't gone full end of democracy. Fascism is upon us the way that they will. I, Once I don't those think trials works. are going on, the trials aren't happening right now. I don't think it works. I, and and I think it doesn't work because everybody's made up their mind about Trump. And I think what Trump is benefiting from, Buck, 
a lot of people want to go back to pre-COVID America. A lot of people right now, and this is why I think young people are actually supporting Trump too. If you go back and look at 2017, 2018, and 2019, January of 2020 is probably the strongest the United States has ever been in the history of our republic. When you look at the economy, when you look at the safety around the world, pre-COVID, it's hard to even uh, comprehend how good our economy was. Inflation didn't exist. White, black, Asian, Hispanic, record employment, record wages. A lot of you out there, two and a half, three percent mortgages instead of seven and a half or eight where we're sitting right now. There wasn't a massive 20 plus percent price increase on everything in the United States. We were at peace. I think a lot of people nostalgically now, Buck, are looking back and saying, yeah, you know, I didn't like some of the things that Trump did, but the controversy surrounding Trump seems small when we're basically in a world war. Here's here's what what we can't leave out of it though right I, I i agree with you and i used to i've said this before when i was doing radio solo in 2019 i would tell the audience people like stop you sound like you're euphoric i would say guys this is about as good as it's going to get for the country so enjoy it we're at peace the economy is kicking butt we've got a president who you know is trying to do the best he can for the country and not for like the global community or you know the un or whatever um and then obviously covid hit but since covid hit clay you know you have you've had a few things uh you've had a few changes Right. If you're if you're going to go back in time five years, you have to take into account one, the way that um, January 6th will be used in this election cycle, which, yeah, it was used in the midterm, but it, it hasn't really. Donald Trump wasn't on the ballot. They're going to bring all of that back. The uh, legal onslaught against Trump, I think that we think right now that that's working to Trump's favor. But there's polling that's we, we and we love all the polls, except the polls that say Trump loses in every swing state if he's convicted. Right. I, I just don't, I, yes, I just don't I, I agree that with you true. that I yeah. don't believe it, but I'm just saying I don't think we can just discount that because we don't like it or we, you know, my gut and your gut are aligned on that one. But the numbers, we love all these numbers except those numbers. And I think we have to be fair minded about, well, you know, maybe there's maybe there's some risk there to the analysis. Um, and then, you know, you, obviously the abortion issue, which has been a, a tough one for Republicans, tougher than I thought it would be. I'll be honest. I thought that uh, I thought that it would be less of an issue than it has been in some of these elections. So there are some things that make it, you know, I don't think that people are going to transport their minds back to 2019 necessarily. Um, and also the economy can change a lot between now and, and next year, whether it does in reality or just does in perception. I mean, Democrats, you know, this they're going to they're going to pull out the money gun. They're going to be spraying taxpayer cash around. And I think they're going to start to bring rates down. They're That's going to do a happen. lot of things. That's, That's going to 100% happen. happen. Starting in about March, they're going to start to pull down rates, and Biden's going to say we beat inflation. The mortgage rates are going to tick down a point, point and a half, and he's going to claim that they're on their way back to 25 or 3%. I think all that's going to happen. Uh, by the way, tell us what you think, 800-282-2882. Uh, what are we missing, if anything? I think basically, and I'll, I'll build on this a little bit when we come back, Buck. To me, everybody's already made up their mind what they think about Joe Biden. And what they think about Donald Trump. So I think the idea that you're going to in some way alter what people think is going to be challenging. Can I just throw this in there? I think you're right about 90, call it 97% of the electorate. Yeah. 
two or three percent of the electorate's going to determine the election. The whole yeah. thing, the billions of dollars, everything that's going to happen between now and next November is going to come down to probably a half a million people over six states, something like that. Uh, you're probably right I mean, about that. By the way, that's 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 high. I mean, some people would say it'll come down to you know a hundred and hundred and fifty thousand people. The one thing I'll say, Buck, as we go to break here, that I've been surprised by is the number of people who say they're willing to change their mind. Uh, that's the one thing I didn't factor in. Because obviously, if you swing Biden to Trump, and I'm not seeing very many people say I'd swing Trump to Biden. Let's talk about that, too. You want a great Black Friday deal on a new cell phone? How about a free Moto G 5G phone from Pure Talk? No trade-in necessary. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and a 15-gig data plan for just 35 bucks a month. Get the Moto G 5G phone for free. This week, great time to score the new phone because these phones will be gone by the end of the month. Upgrade for free with Pure Talk, two-day battery life, a quad-pixel camera, and a whole lot more. Just dial pound 250, say the keywords Clay and Buck to speak with Pure Talk's U.S. customer service team. They make switching so easy, you'll make sure you get your new phone. Remember, Pure Talk gives you America's most dependable 5G network at half the price, so make the switch today. Dial pound 250, say the keywords Clay and Buck to claim your free Moto G 5G phone with a qualifying plan. Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. The voices of sanity in an insane world. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. The podcast would have taken a a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back in. Happy birthday to our nation's commander in chief, Joe Biden, 81 years young today. He decided to combat the idea that he's old and out of touch by pardoning the Thanksgiving turkey, I believe, is what's going on today. And he tried to talk about the Taylor Swift tour, I think, but 
He managed to get Beyonce, Taylor Swift, and, and Britney Spears all mixed up together. Here is the latest Biden word salad. Listen. Now, just to get here, Liberty and Bell had to beat some tough odds in competition. They had to work hard to show patience and be willing to travel over a thousand miles. You could say even this harder than getting a, a ticket to the Renaissance tour or 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 Britney's tour. She's down in it's kind of warm in Brazil right now. What? All right. So I understand some of you out there, maybe even you yourself, Buck, probably uh, uh, sort of have some sympathy here for Biden because you don't know the difference. Beyonce's tour was what he referenced. It's been done since October. Taylor Swift is currently in uh, Brazil doing her concert tour, which is what he actually referenced. And Britney Spears, to my knowledge, has not been on concert in years. So he managed to conflate all three of those famous pop stars in one gobbledygook word salad. Can I give a, I'm going to give a really quick unpopular take here that, um, I'll be gone for the next few days. So hopefully everybody will forget. I think that, uh, live music in stadium settings is almost always overrated. Just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. Just saying. I just, you're just going to throw a bunch of bombs today and leave me to pick oh, yeah. up all, the, to all up the, the mess. refuse on Tuesday and Wednesday when you're out already celebrating Thanksgiving. I wonder on some level whether this helps Biden because a lot of you out there listening are like, I have no idea who those three are either. But I just love that they try to make him seem young and hip and with it. And he manages to just mangle all three of those into one mess. Artificial intelligence software AI is making a big time impact in a short amount of time. You're benefiting from it now, whether the smart devices in your home or the advances in diagnostic tools in the healthcare industry, what we're talking about, just to name a few. It's safe to say AI is here to stay. Tech expert Colin Tedards believes this is the beginning of a new era that could make you rich. When the market hit, hit rock bottom in November 22, Colin recommended shares of one top software company, saying the upside in this top software company is still there. This top company is over up over 200% since then, and anyone who listened to Colin had a chance to more than double their money in less than a year. But now he's recommending a new AI company that he says could do even better. And he says he's found a way for you to profit from this new AI project from your brokerage account. Go to newaiproject.com to learn more. That's newaiproject.com. Paid for by Brownstone Research. Sexton, on the front lines of truth. Bro weighs in here as a Democrat. Well, I guess he's not. He's an independent. That's what. Whenever you're a former Republican or just trashes Republicans all the time for your TV job, you're just like, well, I'm, a, I'm an independent. Uh, but here he is talking to uh, Mrs. Scarborough on the on the TV. So this is clip two. Uh, play this one. New polling from NBC News has Donald Trump ahead of President Biden by two points, 46 to 44 percent. Excuse me one second. I've got to yawn. Hold on a second. They are yawning. I know, because this is a pattern. This is the end of the world, according to Democrats. According to David Axelrod, who, by the way, mm. said Biden was toast several times in 2020. This is the end of the world. Excuse me while I yawn, while Democrats left and right, who, let's just, let's just say it. Democrats who said he was toast in 2020 after Iowa, New Hampshire. Now they're saying he's toast again. Clay. I, I hesitate to say this. 
I agree with the sentiment here of Joe Scarborough, given all that's going on. And let, let me let me throw something out there because people you are and Scarborough this. BFFs. I knew it was going to happen. You guys got pretty good hair. I mean, you know, he's no <laughs> Gavin Newsom, but you you're going to be on soon, hanging out, Morning Joe, drinking your coffee, chilling with Mika and Joe and uh, all their drinking other a, stooge guests. A latte, the whole yeah. thing. Um, two sixteen BC, Battle of Cannae. We were just talking about Hannibal before, and they're making a Netflix show with Denzel Washington as Hannibal, one of the greatest military tacticians and commanders of all time. Second Punic War, it's 216 B.C. There have already been the Roman disasters where they got their butts kicked by Hannibal at Trebia and Lake Trasimene, and they go to the single biggest defeat that they had faced on the 2nd of August in 216 B.C. at Cannae, Clay. And this is still taught in you know military academies and any military history, it's basically 80,000, give or take, Romans against 50,000 mixed Carthaginian forces, including Gauls and a whole bunch of other Balearic Island slingers, all kinds of stuff. I bring it up because it's a classic example in history, perhaps the most famous of what you call a double envelopment. Also a pincer move, right? You probably, you know, it's probably, uh, something it's referenced all the time in the Civil War because everybody's trying, everybody always thought they would destroy the opposing army. No one really ever did until the battle right. in Nashville. So what but, they want, yes, right. Yes. What they wanted was a double envelopment. That's because that means yes. you fully surround the enemy. What happens at Cannae is the overconfident Roman consuls, uh, Vero and Paulus decide to sort of heavy load the front line. And there's cavalry, both of them are cavalry on the sides. Heavy load the front line. By the way, this is like an incredibly intricate and important battle, and I'm doing this in 30 seconds, so I don't just keep blabbering on about it. But they, they push and they push and they push. Clay, they get, the front line gets very confident. They're pushing in. And as they're pushing, the Carthaginian forces are in, are in a little bit of retreat. They're, they're pushing back. They're pushing back. But their sides, the wings, start the double envelopment. And then they finally, when the, by the time the Romans figure out, because obviously battlefield communication is very difficult, you're talking about tens of thousands of people, they figure out that they are actually, by pushing in, they are becoming surrounded, it is too late, and you have a, an absolute slaughter. I mean, they, the uh, the contemporary sources say of the 80-some-odd thousand Romans, you know, like a few thousand end up escaping, and they basically just are slaughtered with spear and sword that day. One of the biggest losses of battlefield life in one day in all history. And it was because of overconfidence of the front line. Is the GOP right now in a Consul Verus and Paulo Romans at Canny moment where we think, oh, it's amazing, we're going to crush Biden, and they're actually coming around our sides in a double envelopment in 2024? Right now, if the election were held today, I think Trump, if he were the nominee, or DeSantis, but certainly Trump, because I think he's the most battle-tested at this point to build on your analogy, would win comfortably. If you are a Democrat supporter, I think you have to believe that Biden is going to somehow rise, not as much as Trump is going to fall. Because I don't think Trump's... Here is my thesis, and you can grab this, and we'll talk about it in, uh, in you know, October as we get closer to the election. I just don't believe there's going to be that much movement. The thing that has surprised me the most about where we are in this cycle is that every time there are voters that are surveyed, there are way more people that are willing to say, I voted for Joe Biden in 2020 and I'm flipping to Trump in 2024 than I ever would have believed. 
I'm sure you see this. And DeSantis said it. Others are saying it. Yeah. Are we falling? Is the GOP, is the Republican Party falling into a trap of overconfidence? That's why I brought up can I? Because the whole point is like, yeah. oh, we're winning, we're winning. And oh, my gosh, wait, what have we done? Now we've lost, right? Well, I don't Do you, think you what, can What do you over- say? I, I know you can't answer it because we haven't had the election. Yeah. But that analysis, what are the pros and cons? Because that's what Ron DeSantis is saying. That's what some others are saying. Well, if you are buying that, then you have to believe that they are trying to get Trump to be the nominee. Yes. And that they think that once he's the nominee and he's officially locked in, let's say in February or March, that they are going to be able to slaughter him, right? In the same way that happened at the Battle of Kenai. I don't buy it. I think that that was their initial thesis. I think they thought, hey, we're going to weaken Trump. We'll strengthen him in the Republican primary. I think what they have failed on is Trump is sort of a Teflon candidate at this point. I don't mean that he doesn't have weaknesses, but I mean that all of his weaknesses have already been publicly analyzed and uh, and considered and either accepted or rejected by voters. There's nothing that I really believe this. There's nothing that Trump, short of a, a health-related concern, is going to say or do in the next 11 months that's going to make people out there say, oh, this is different than Trump. Now, let me say this, because we got a lot of Trump people who listen. we got a lot of different campaigns. If I were running the Trump campaign right now, I would go all in on Trump is actually a grandpa and he's a super nice guy. I saw a video that should be, I think, the lead for Trump's ad buys right now. It was Trump going to Grandparents' Day with one of his granddaughters in North Carolina. I think the Lara Trump, uh, uh, her daughter, I think it was in North Carolina. I could be wrong. If I were buying ads right now, I would be buying social media ads of Trump holding that little kindergartner it looked like's hand and walking into Grandparents' Day, and I would be putting those everywhere where every mom and grandma goes on social media so that you couldn't miss it. And the reason why I say that is I actually think Trump has an opportunity to be way more likable than he is. I don't think the same is true for Biden. I think they've already played the Uncle Joe, Grandpa Joe card. And today with him turning 81, Buck, his greatest flaw is his age. And every day it gets worse. So... I, I don't I, I think their thesis was we're gonna wound Trump and he's gonna be unelectable in twenty twenty four based on the legal proceedings and everything else. I think that's failed. And I think worse than failing, I think it's backfired on them. Remember the Wall Street Journal had a story buck where they said they tested all these super yes. negative the, ads the about, back they, they didn't they just actually not work. They worked in his favor. Yes. When they were but running ads about his legal issues. I, I just it feels to me like there's this exuberance. There's, there's a, right now, the GOP has a, an over, an overconfidence. And I, I, I can't shake that. And I think it's because I've got, you know, uh, post 2022 trauma. You know, I, I, yeah, I think but remember in 20, 20- we needed to win. And we didn't win the races we needed to win. Correct. But if, but if you won a national popular vote by two points in the presidential race, the presidential race wouldn't be close. Um, and so 
I, I get the, the frustration over 2022, but when you actually go back through it, um, you know, we had a red wave in New York and in Florida, but a red wave requires you win by five or six points in order to truly flip things in a big way in the House or the Senate. That didn't happen. And honestly, I think, and I, I hate to give him credit, but I think a lot of that was candidate quality. I think if, if the, if the Republican, I worked as hard as I could for Herschel Walker. If the Republicans had run the blandest, most boring Republican Senate candidate in Georgia, I think they, they won every other race by seven and a half or eight points. I think they would have won. And I think the same thing likely would have happened, uh, in Pennsylvania if, uh, if McCormick had been the nominee. I think that if they hadn't had a disastrous, uh, Mastriano, who we like, but he lost by 14 points. So I think what's going to happen, Buck, in your historical analogy, is Biden's not going to run. I think it's the Democrats whose strategy is flawed, and they're going to have to adjust. And then that's when I get nervous, because we're all geared up for Trump v. Biden, and I think Biden is the weakest uh, candidate that Democrats can put forward. This is, this is so interesting, because there are people who really believe out there who are very conservative, who are very right-wing, they think that the, you know, the Democrats are very quiet about it, right? But we have to banish that thinking right away because a year is an eternity in an election. It, it is an eternity, but I would say this, and lots of things can change that don't invite, involve Trump or Biden and the Lord. Look at what happened with COVID in February and March of 2020. But I do think we have to recognize that this campaign is unique in a way that nothing like it has ever occurred in any of our lives where every single person knows everything about Joe Biden and everything about Trump. Usually the challenger is not that well known. If it's a Trump-Biden rematch, everybody knows everything. So redefining the candidates becomes but, very, very hard. But isn't that then just the, the question is, if if this is going to be turning on a razor's edge, who's going to be better at that? Right. This is where it is. I think Even well, the, the, the get out the vote. Your your thesis, which is scary, is that the candidate doesn't matter because Democrats have perfected the get out the vote machine in the states where it's going to be where closest. They that, that yeah. is that is my belief. That is what keep you know, if you're and, asking what keeps me up at night about this election and put aside any actual shenanigans or fraud or cheating. um, It's that it's that yeah. I just I just think the they're better at effect. this. They're yeah, better, I think at, they're better at this in Pennsylvania and in Michigan and. Um, in Georgia in, in, and in, in Georgia Wisconsin. And we are. Yes. Yeah. That's what Arizona. Really keeps, concerns me. What do you think? We'll go to some calls. 800-282-2882. We're doing something special for you and others the first weekend in December. If you can, join us in Tampa for this year's Invest Wealth Summit. It's an opportunity to learn how to create financial freedom and security for your future. You're going to hear from a wide variety of speakers like me, as well as Dutch Mendenhall, Tucker Carlson, Lisa Booth, and so many others. This takes place over a three-day weekend, Friday through Sunday, December 1st through 3rd. Dutch Mendenhall is the co-founder and CEO of Rad Diversified, a company that introduces you to alternative investment ideas that can lead you to wealth. Dutch himself has done very well, growing a $200 million real estate portfolio from scratch. Learn how to diversify your portfolio without relying solely on Wall Street. Explore alternative investments, gain access to unique opportunities and hidden gems, and uncover untapped potential in real estate, startups, and innovative technologies. You'll also learn how to reduce your tax burden and much more. Expand your investment horizons and secure your financial future. Secure your seat at investwealthsummit.com today. Heard it on the show? Hear more on the podcast. 
Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives. More content, more common sense. Find the guys on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Stephen Miller going to join us at the top of the third hour, by the way. Uh, on this Monday edition of the program. We got a bunch of you who want to weigh in variety of different topics. Let's take some of those calls, uh, right here and let's start with Kate in Cleveland. Kate, what you got for us? Hi. You guys asked if we might be missing something. We are all, that we are all missing. Here's what I think we are missing. Democrats do not care if Biden is incompetent. In fact, by voting for Biden, it's like liberals are giving everyone the big middle finger, as in they could put forth Big Bird and still vote for him because they all know that the liberal machine is running the country. And that's why I think Biden will unfortunately win. I mean, it sounds like you're on Team Buck on this one. That's what I've been saying for like a year now. Yes, yes. I I just I, I see everything falling into place for that to happen. Yeah, I, think I so get too. I get fear. Um, and you hear that Clay? Big Bird. She thinks they could run Big Bird. I, well, I mean, John Fetterman, Big Bird's probably better spokesperson than John Fetterman was in the 2022 election. Uh, Jessica San Antonio down in Texas with us. What's up, Jessica? 
Hey guys. Um, okay, so my my take on all of this is, and I, I don't even know who this person's going to be. I, I would be very interested to know who Trump is going to have running with him, who his running mate is going to be. I think that's going to be of the utmost importance. Jessica, um, you didn't vote for. Uh, according to this, you didn't vote for Trump in 2020. Who'd you vote for? Do you not vote at all? I sat out 2020 because I was always a Democrat, always, but I could not even. I can't stand Joe Biden. Okay, so okay, so what made you change? You said you're a lifelong yeah. Democrat. I've talked about this. I voted Democrat uh, earlier in my life. I think Democrats have gone crazy, but I'm curious, was there something that occurred? Was it COVID? Like, what changed for you such that I'm assuming if Trump ran in 24, you would be a voter for him in 24? Ready to vote for him. Yeah, I, I would say for me, it's really just the, the Democrats going so far to the left and really seeing what they have done to Trump, you know, and, and really just, uh, you know, listening to both sides. I think it's I think it's, you know, terrible what they've done to him. Um, and I, I think, you know, painting him as a racist, I just can't find the evidence for all of these things they're accusing him of. And I and I, and, and I should be able to find that at being a, a liberal person, you know. Uh, with the friends I have, I just can't. I just can't. How, see it. I how old? How old are you, Je- Jessica? How old are you? I'm 39. Okay, you're 39. How do your yeah. friends around your same age react if and when you tell them that you're going to vote for Trump? Are they concerned about abortion? Like, what would you say? What is yeah. the reaction when you have those conversations with other women? Uh, with with women, a hundred percent. It's about his. Uh, um, they think he's a white supremacist. I mean, this is that comes out of their mouth. They think that. That's that's what he is. Abortion is going to be a huge issue. I mean, for Democrats and for women who say they're independent, but they're going to vote pro-choice no matter what. I mean, I you know, that's just that's a big issue for all women. But they the way that my circle of friends and a lot of these people are Trump voters now. I mean, I'm telling you, he has really converted a lot of people. I, I have I don't even I mean. Well, I, I just the, the polling seems to indicate that something Thank has you for been the happening call, recently. Thank you for calling, Jessica uh, Clay, because th- these are. It's not like, oh yeah, it's neck and neck, because that's always what we would have expected between Biden and Trump, because that's what it has been in the past. Yeah, he, he has surged. Why is he surging in the polling? I talked about the possibility that this is almost a um, a trap. You know, that this is meant to. It's a trap. Maybe. maybe it's a trap. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, Clay, where are you taking the CNB train in the next hour? Uh, let's dive into, uh, I, I think in particular, the fact that Biden's 81 years old today. You're not going to hear this talked about very many places. Um, you heard Biden, uh, DeSantis, in the clip that you played, say Trump is 77 and you know he's got the same age issue. They're hiding the fact that Biden is having his birthday today. They had a I mean, wedding on the 80th birthday to try to distract that as well. Biden can barely walk. Trump shot a 72 on the golf course the day we saw. <laughs> That's right. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.